0: Any other questions or whatever? Um, Why is there just the word apology in LRV business? I have an apology to
1: (laughs)
2: make. Another one? That should just be an ongoing thing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, just
1: leave that in. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, just leave it.
0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast dedicated to the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. In Pawtucket, Rhode Island, I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me in Dallas, Texas, is Meredith Mahan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Bobby. And in Everett, Washington, waking up just for us, nice and early, Christy Wise. Hello. And... The man who used to be Drake in Austin, Texas, Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, Bobby. If I could just take this opportunity to uh, promote the show that we just put out on Friday with Colleen. Uh, I really enjoyed that show. Uh, Meredith, you did a great job. And I think it it was one of the more interesting shows that we've ever done. She's a very interesting woman. And the clip was the best. Yeah. Uh, There are at least 10 belly laughs in that clip. So, Go back and listen to that if you haven't already.
0: Yeah, we've put out a lot of crap in 84 episodes.
1: <laughs> and we've tried to sell it like it was good. You know? we've really, but we really one, mean it this time. This one for yeah. real is real good.
0: As I wrote on Facebook uh, right after listening to it, right after it was posted, I, didn't, I was not on this episode. I didn't edit this episode. So it was a rare one where I got to just be a listener. And I was of two minds about that because on one hand, I'm bummed I didn't get to talk to Colleen on the episode because she was just so great. But on the other hand, it was really fun to get to just be a listener to that episode. So that's my personal endorsement. I I really enjoyed it. And with that, uh, we're going to do a Monday edition of the show now, which is your weekly TBTL Week in Review uh, after some LRB business. And then after all that, we'll tell you how you can get involved with the show and do a little housekeeping. Before we start recapping the latest week of TBTL that was, though, we've got a couple of things to go over. We've got a piece of business from Christy and a piece of business from Mike. Do you two want to duel to see who goes first?
1: I Why don't we start with the good stuff first, and that is, Christy, the Lions, they're not mm-hmm. the, like, blue Lions. They're just, just the Lions, right?
2: Well, Mike, we weren't just the blue Lions until we played the Lions this week. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no. no. Small world. <laughs> <laughs> so... We then became the blue and the purple lion. This is more lion's love than I've heard of in a while. (laughs) I know, right? Um, So with baseball, they get hats. And so a team is determined by the hat. Mm -hmm. Whereas in these other sports, they don't have that. So the kids get to come up with them.
1: But they do get the the color shirt. So your team got blue shirts and then they come up with the name. The name's not printed anywhere on anything. Okay. So they just opted to go with Blue lines instead of someone had to change their name. Sounds kind of nice. Yeah. And it was picture day. Uh, Yes. You sent us a picture of them getting ready for picture day, Mm -hmm. and it looked like most of them were wearing parkas. Were you able to get the parkas off for the actual picture?
2: Yes. It was cold and rainy, and they made all the kids stand outside. And this was just a terrible thing because there was – Actually, um, this was a different school we went to, and there was a high school basketball game going on in the middle of picture day. So we were kind of filtered in and, and everything was taped off. But the kids that were actually playing, I feel bad for them because there's a you know, parade of tiny children walking in in the middle of their game. That has to be distracting.
1: But they weren't in any danger of being trampled or trampled by... No. Players.
2: Well, I mean, if a ball flies, you never know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I noticed in
1: that also in that picture, Ellie is probably the tallest or the second tallest. Yes. The the <laughs> sizes of those kids at that age,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's such a huge range.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and they are they were lined up by height. Right. Right. So then it even it you know, puts a little exclamation point on it. Um so the kid the littlest kid with the long. Do you uh, do you have the picture open?
1: I I know th- I know it by heart. That yeah, there's the little kid with the
2: blonde. Yeah, hair. that's the one. That's really good. I it I thought it was a girl, but oh yeah, oh no, and he got probably half the half the length of his hair cut off. Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: okay. I'm just thinking about college basketball games where the student section will be on the end where the opponents will throw their free throws. And the elaborate steps that students will take to try to distract the mm-hmm. opposing team's shooting on the line. What if this is all just a ruse? Did you guys happen to take your pictures where the opposing high school was shooting there?
1: Oh, like with some flat, heavy flash oh.
2: photography and right. someone's trying <laughs> to no.
1: shoot a free throw
0: The goal is to just distract the hell out of the visiting team so they miss all their <laughs> shots.
2: No, that's hilarious. No, they took them into like a little back room and, the, and parents weren't allowed, which... Really, they kept saying it's because of space, but really it's because you don't want people snapping pictures when you could charge them $40 for <laughs> a team photo. Right, right,
1: because right. you could just get, walk it behind the photographer, take the same angle, and then... This is just then...
0: like mall Santa all over again.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> but, hey, Bobby, you know, uh, you, you reminded me, I saw a really good uh, spoof recently, uh, one of those distracting the free-throw shooter things. The student section behind the basket uh, they they made it up like it was a hospital bed and there was a one guy dressed up as a doctor and then there was a guy in a wig um, that was (laughs) under the covers and there were like two guys dressed up like nurses and so they had this blanket over this woman and they acted as if there was a baby being born, and then right as the guy's about to shoot the free throw, they pull back the covers, and they, they, they pull another like full-size human being out from under the <laughs> covers. The guy missed the free throw pretty badly.
2: <laughs> what team was that?
1: I don't know. It was a college game. It, was, it seemed like a small college game. I, I couldn't catch the team.
0: Uh, I've been in the Duke student section for one game. I can't remember who they were playing. It was years mm-hmm. ago. But the amount of effort that the students put into those cheers, um, I ended up kind of in the middle. It's sort of a standing platform. It's not seats or anything. And so I just had to pretend I knew what the hell I was doing for the entire game, which was incredibly Mm -hmm. stressful for me. (laughs) Um, But it's quite an experience to see that right up close.
1: Well, and these are smart people. So they're coming up with pretty smart cheers. And it's hard to learn all that stuff on the fly. probably.
0: Right. (laughs) Just miming along. Just right. hoping I don't say anything out it's of like turn. It's like me at church. Yeah. And with that, speaking of you uh uh confessing <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes, a new weekly feature on the Little Red Bandwagon mm-hmm. is, is me apologizing. And mm-hmm. this week it's not for something um not for something I said said to offend women, but it's for the bullying I've been doing over the last, I don't know, probably eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Of one, 50 years <laughs> no, no no I'm talking oh. about my bullying of Mike McCauley oh. um, also known as cake I like Mike McCauley a lot I, I've i been teasing him I've been giving him a hard time on the show and it, it probably has gotten a little too mean uh, and it really came um, it really hit me when I got a package in the mail yesterday which was a book um, it was Crusoe the Celebrity Dachshund uh, New York Times bestseller. It's something that you know. I've been sharing clips, video clips of Crusoe, and I've been sharing pictures of Crusoe. And uh, maybe, maybe he sent it to me to shut me up or, or so I would stop putting those things out. But uh, regardless, it melted my heart. Thank you, Mike. I am not going to bully you anymore on the show. And I want to get this up front because I know you don't like to listen to the show. <laughs> Uh, you only want to listen when your name's mentioned, so I'll just get it out of the way right now. So, you know, once I'm done with this sentence, you can hang up. But I'm not quite done with this sentence. What I what I want to add is that uh, even if I did dislike Mike, which I don't, I'm just teasing. Um, if, if, if he were Hitler, if he had sent me some coffee milk, I would talk good about him on the show. What I'm trying to say is you can buy my love. You already had it, but if you didn't,
0: you bought it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, so, the oh and i'm is...
1: sorry did i say i'm sorry anywhere in there i hope no. i did <laughs> i'm
0: sorry uh so the streak is over
3: i guess it is well, not yet well
0: well this wasn't an insult though the streak was not mentioning mike the streak was insulting mike <laughs> <laughs> right right Anybody the mentioning
1: else? streak is, is now at probably 11, but the insult <laughs> ended at
0: 10. Anybody else um, have an apology they need to make before we can start our show? No? No. I'm not apologizing for anything. You should. I'm just not sorry.
2: Yeah, me right.
0: too. We'll start our week in review with Monday, episode 2035, The New Face of Mischief. Andrew is still known for his drawings of tall ships and is under the weather, uh, so he's not sure whether or not he should go to an escape room with his friends. This is the beginning of a really busy social week for Andrew. I know. <laughs> uh, in the role reversal of Luke and Andrew through the years, this week's really made it clear. Uh, Luke did basically nothing until going to. St- to Chicago for work, and Andrew had two major outings.
1: And it, it seemed like uh, the only thing Luke got excited about all week was the prospect of further comfort in that he was looking like he was going to get a first class upgrade on his Wednesday night <laughs> flight.
4: Yeah, but and- if not, he was happy to be able to go home and go back to bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. <laughs> uh, I suppose we'll talk about the escape room more tomorrow. On tomorrow's show, when we get the recap from it, but uh, just glad that he decided to go and he made himself do it on the show so that he couldn't back out of it. Um, some stray conversation at the beginning of this show, including talk of the Jamie Kennedy straight to video sequel of The Mask, and if Chris Hayes had a podcast, it would be called Possible Show Title, <laughs> which could have been a contender. That's for a the really title good name. Our show.
2: Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, it is.
0: Um, if Chris Hayes had a podcast, how quickly would it become more popular than TVTL?
2: Mm. Instantly, the first one, show. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's kind of like what After These Messages did to us. It's soul-crushing, <laughs> really. <laughs> he should do it. I would listen mm-hmm. daily. If well, Chris the, Hayes... The...
1: The thing is he wouldn't have to do any content. It could just be someone following him around while he's driving to work or getting his makeup on, and it would still get ten times the listeners of TBTL, which has ten times the listeners of us, which is like a it's a depressing pyramid.
0: <laughs> just picturing the occasional phoner with Mike Pesca to talk about sport and the business of sport, I would totally
1: mm. basketball.
0: Yeah. It's all bulls all the time. Mm. Uh but now to the meat of Monday. Uh, Luke just takes a giant crap on Billy Joel. Um,
1: Bobby, it seems like you're a little upset about this. Let me, before before you get started, uh, let me just say that Billy Joel was really, he was probably at the height of his popularity when I was a, a kid, maybe 10 years old. And I hated it. I hated it. And I still do. But I understand you love Billy Joel. So step on your soapbox and tell us why Luke shouldn't have done that and and how much you love Billy. Joel.
0: Now uh, um, I am a a strong believer that the guys are welcome to hate whatever they want to hate. And I have yelled at other people who have whined when they were in this situation. And I've been thinking about that all week. So I am not, uh, I'm not going to be mad at Luke for not liking Billy Joel. Uh, All I will say is that a lot of the things that make Billy Joel cliche weren't cliche until Billy Joel did them. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. There's a certain, I do not dare say revolutionary (laughs) aspect. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, you know, he was innovative for his time. And I think there's not... There's not a lot wrong with someone who just writes a lot of very anthemic, popular music. And it sounds like there's a cat somewhere that agrees. No, yeah, that's, that's definitely well, mine. it's Billy
4: Joel. You're, yeah. Cat <laughs> He's now, trying to open the door. Remember, I'm locked in my office. He can't get in. Right. So he's upset.
1: Uh, he needs to solve the puzzle and then he can get in.
0: Right. <laughs> so I I have calmed down significantly since Monday. I am mainly heartbroken that no one else got angry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a thread. There was a whole thread.
0: There was a thread on the Facebook page, but but none of those comments made it onto TBTL. So oh, yeah, you um, there's a time and a place for Billy Joel. It's not every day. Um, uh, I saw him in concert a few years ago, the revolving piano. It's a thing. Um,
1: and does he not look like Mike from Breaking Bad at this point?
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he's definitely mm-hmm. deteriorated on all fronts. <laughs>
1: um, now, I, Mike's a handsome old fella, you know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying. I think that's mean to Mike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm going to move on now. Well, wait,
1: uh, wait, wait. Let me let me offer. I mean, I just said I hated him, but let me offer <laughs> one specific example of why I don't care for Billy Joel. Uh, I'm not a fan of musical artists that bend phrases around to fit. Um, lyrics to to get their rhyme like sure uh tonic mm-hmm. and gin tonic and gin making love mm. no one's ever said gin. that in the history of the world so and the other and, and i was give an example of a different artist uh my lost shaker of salt no one's ever said mm-hmm. that before yet <laughs> we allow that
0: <laughs> i am not here to defend jimmy buffett because <laughs> <laughs> it, it could get
1: really ugly it could get so ugly you that that you might have to send me a a book about a celebrity dachshund to <laughs> patch things up.
0: Uh, Barb, with that defense, you can call 802 432 TBTL and leave us a message about why Jimmy Buffett deserves to be defended. Uh-uh.
1: Yeah, do not do not twist around common <clears throat> phrases.
0: I agree. Make a little I, song I agree work. that that's jarring and awkward. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's one line in like a seven minute long song in <laughs> Piano Man. So. You're really
1: selling me now with the seven minute long. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's all American pie. <laughs> Um, The guys also take some shots at Randy Newman, uh, which for similar reasons of being revolutionary, it could be argued, are not deserved. Uh, But I think we'll get into that more tomorrow. He got
1: a lot more defense.
0: Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, The top story for Monday is the website happytothemax.com because it's all right (laughs) to be fat at Christmas.
1: Yeah, this this established something for the week of Luke bringing really awful audio to yes. the table. Yes, <laughs> there's
4: so much of
0: it. Uh, this is, you know, it's funny they did the "Hooray for You" guy years ago, and then Luke completely forgot about it, and then he basically found another person who is the "Hooray for You" guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I have anything more to say about that. I'm sorry uh ladies, while we're talking That's my new
2: favorite Christmas song
4: <laughs> it it's a good message, except that mm-hmm. it's not all right to be fat any other time. What are you supposed to do right right right, right. Yeah, <laughs> then, then you better now feel shame after tighten the, tighten
1: yeah. things up around the new year's
4: yeah, I did go look at this site, and one of my favorite parts and that I thought it was so great that it was on t b t l is that his four letter or four word philosophy is love, life, light, and laughter. Which, you know, belong on a, a tableau above your yeah. bed. Right. Those yeah. are the four
0: L's. Yes. Those are the Ron Donald do's of the sky's. Right. And,
1: and then punctuality.
4: <laughs> Beyond time.
1: Beyond time. <laughs> hey when you're that untalented as that guy you better be on time because if you're one second late they're looking for someone else uh
0: monday wraps with a long no point conversion this episode's almost two hours long uh this of course uh is a is, is steeped in in seahawks heartache um for the seahawks fans on the show we don't have to break it down too much i just made a few notes one i was a little sad that they didn't open it with k dude and little hoagie one last time mm-hmm. instead opting for didn't we almost have it all
3: <laughs>
0: uh, I wrote down a Luke quote boy there's being wrong and then there's almost the exact opposite thing of what you said happening that that
1: it reminded me of, of like a movie like a visual joke in a movie where he's he's doing his confidence statement he's gonna we're gonna kill him Cam Newton is terrible They're they're just a punk franchise. It's been around only a few years, and then smash cut to thirty-one nothing, at halftime. You know, Uh, he was comically wrong. You could not be more wrong.
0: Yeah,
2: that's why I thought it was funny that Jeremy put that clip in the beginning of last week's show.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, if anyone could could beat. The Seattle Seahawks, it was going to be Jimmy Clausen. So, yeah, Jimmy Clausen. Uh, uh, I think
1: there's... Luke thinks there's no drop off. Had Jimmy Clausen been in the game, there wouldn't have been any drop off. Right.
0: Uh, there's a reference to blowing spaghetti, 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 but I missed mm-hmm. the context. <laughs> Does anyone remember?
2: They talked about the movie Eight Mile. Oh, and I didn't listen.
1: Oh, yeah, oh. you tuned oh, mm-hmm. out, right. If they're not going to talk t- about the Lions or the Pistons or the Spartans, <clears throat> you just click, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're I care about Detroit those teams too. Sports
0: fan. Uh, Lynch contract talk. He's probably retiring. Whatever. Um, just they-
1: I, I, I want him to retire because I can't look at that um, headshot of him anymore with his eyes looking in different directions. <laughs> I can't look at it anymore.
2: It almost is comical. Like it looks like a. Key and Peel. <laughs> it does. Thing. Yeah. it
1: does. <laughs> the North South game or the East West game or whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I so everybody talks about how <clears throat> he wants to retire with the Raiders because he's from there, mm-hmm. but that just seems weird because he hasn't played a minute of football there. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible team. Who cares where you live? <laughs> and He's gone to two Super Bowls that, with us. That's
0: actually my favorite part of Raiders talk, which is just if a if an old player wants to go out to pasture, yeah, the Raiders. Everyone just assumes the Raiders will take him for a year, <laughs> which they probably will.
1: Well, and he's also assuming that when he wants to retire, they will be in Oakland, which is very much up mm-hmm. in the air. They might right. not be in Oakland tomorrow.
2: Yeah, it might be the Chargers that he has to. <laughs>
0: Uh, or no one. It might be right. some there high school football field. In
1: yeah. He,
2: he should retire as a Cal Bear
1: and a Seahawk. <laughs> uh,
0: don't forget, he was a Buffalo Bill.
1: I know. But that was it didn't go well over there. No, it didn't yeah. go no. well there.
0: On to Tuesday, 2036. Get over it, Merv Griffin. Andrew went to the escape room and won't give any spoilers on how to get out of it. But he did very much enjoy it. And he feels bad about fretting about it on the show on Monday because he finds out the friend who invited him probably heard him do all that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, I would do one of these escape room things. I think it would be a fun team building exercise for us to do one of these escape room mm-hmm. things.
2: Come to Seattle. They're all over the place. Yeah. I, I The first
1: thing I thought was, oh, this is a corporate retreat thing. Mm-hmm. This, is, mm-hmm. this is totally... It's team building.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get... I'm... I'm in the process of doing one for work. I have been for a while. I would go. That sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. Um, I haven't done anything like that since I was a kid. There was a, there's a thing at the science center in Rochester where kids break off into teams and play all the different parts of a space shuttle launch crew.
2: Oh, that's teams fun. are
0: on the shuttle and then others are on the ground at ground control and they have to do a bunch of problem solving to get the whole thing moving. Yeah. It's totally something that Jeremy would love.
2: And then it explodes like the challenger.
0: Uh, I believe it's actually named in the challenger's honor. So, yes. Oh Yeah.
2: Oh. yeah.
0: Way to bring up that dark mm. moment in American history. Man.
2: Well, there's at the um, World War II Museum in New Orleans or NOLA. Um, <laughs> the, I'm leaving this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. The, it's... Um, it's a really great museum. Everyone should go to it. But they have this submarine adventure where it's a 3D thing and everyone dies. I mean, it, <laughs> because it's realistic, but <laughs> because it's ac- from an actual submarine.
4: I haven't actually done it yet, but the, the George W. Bush Presidential Library is here in Dallas now. Oh, and no. apparently there's an event where you can, with the rest of the patrons, go and decide whether to bomb the shit out of Iraq. Oh,
0: my gosh. I think, yeah. I think I heard about that. Um, doesn't it sort of steer you? So no matter what you yes. decide, it steers you into what George W. Bush decided yes. being of the right answer? Yes, of course it does. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should do that. Please do that and report back. <sighs> that sounds amazing.
4: I'm curious about that place for a couple of reasons. One of which is, do they have actual books um.
1: <laughs> no they have got a guy standing there who sort of summarize stuff right. for you picture yeah. point you don't the need pictures for you. Um, yeah me, here, i'll give you a couple sentences so you kind of get by
0: it's an extensive comic book collection it's
1: just cliff notes <laughs> <laughs> now, the the scenario like you were talking about at the rochester museum bobby i think maybe they should update that to where like you have to go through all this rigmarole and you're just trying to get matt damon home <laughs> <laughs> and that could be a wartime scenario like saving private ryan or it could also be a space scenario
0: that'd be funny you just pick your mm-hmm. pick your movie
1: yeah whichever <laughs> however you want to get matt damon back
0: <clears throat> this is a good segue uh to our top story from tuesday which is that tabby's star uh the star with a number letter name but called tabby star is fading at irregular intervals and scientists believe that this must be of a non-natural cause such as aliens. Hmm. They talked about this for a long time and I have absolutely nothing to add to it.
2: I have something to add to it. The naming of stars and planets in the modern day is stupid.
1: Well, don't they, don't they have two names? They have like, it's like the um, dog breeders. They have the, Super long, complicated name that right. nobody's ever going to say, and then and then they have uh, Molly, which is
0: yeah also dumb. Um, Tabby hey. Star is named K I C eight four six two eight five two. That rolls off the tongue.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all like that. Comets are named that. Stars are named that, or they're named after mostly usually the Russian scientist with like a name that no one else can pronounce. But whatever happened to like Mars? <laughs> I think we. Yeah, I this. think they used those all up.
4: Yeah, we, we <laughs> there's a limited that. supply of those. So, Roman only so names. many Roman gods. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I was trying to remember if Bart's comet is actually just named Bart's comet from The Simpsons, or if there's a—I can't remember if he gives it a funnier name. Oh well, wow. that didn't land. Um, <laughs> on to Jeopardy. Monday's Jeopardy had a three way tie for
2: $0. That was pretty amazing. Uh,
0: and he just de-
1: booted them all. He just said, You're yeah. all done, right? None oh, of them that's deserve it. That's
0: reasonable. Did any
4: of you get the question right?
1: What was it? I don't think I
0: did, but what was it? No, I didn't get the question right. The question. Little Rock. Arkansas oh. was the answer. Well, oh. and
4: I, I I guess I'd have to hear the question again, but he said something about an event in 1957, and so I thought they were talking about who was president in 57, and that was mm-hmm. Eisenhower, right? and he was from Kansas, and I was like, what in the world happened in Kansas? Right. So I thought the,
2: the question, question was, was clunky. Yeah, the, the question was phrased the, weird. The question was, uh,
0: what event was no was marked by a... an
2: event happened in, in 1957 city. in this city that houses the presidential library so it's almost as if it's asking what's the event what's the city and what's the president yeah and they're like but not, it's asking for the city they're not all connected either right yeah
0: so one thing's for certain uh one of the guys wonders if this is the first time that they've ever had to start a new episode with no returning champion and that's definitely not the case because in the olden days you could only win five times this is pre ken Gen and the other crazy guy because it used to be you would win five days in a row and then you get a car and all your money and then you didn't come back
1: that seems like a pretty terrible idea to limit the winners the the times you could win because people develop attachments to these winners and whether you're rooting for him to lose or rooting for him to keep winning you're still tuning in to see you know, what's going on with Ken or What's going on with that, that weird guy who always interrupted uh, Trebek? <laughs> um, I'm glad they changed that. I don't watch the show, but it just seems like a pretty terrible idea to yank a winner just as they're getting some momentum, right. either good or bad, with the audience.
0: I don't know what the original thought was on that. I just remember when they changed it because it was a big deal and they changed it. Um, another random... Passing moment here. Andrew mentions in passing that TVTL has 10,000 listeners. You,
2: oh, yeah, I got that. Did you believe that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they just recently got the numbers. Okay.
0: Yeah, and Andrew looks at them and Luke doesn't.
2: I believe that. From what they say,
0: <laughs> right. And so I think since it's out in the open now, I think we've always assumed that neighborhood maybe a little bit more i mean i'm sure it's weird and that the monthly numbers don't match the daily because a lot of people don't listen every
2: day mm-hmm. but um that w- and that's probably subscribers yes
1: downloads i mean you i would mm-hmm. i would say probably uh half to two-thirds listen i mean that's just me guessing but yeah you know that's a that's a pretty good download number it's pretty mm-hmm.
2: good yeah yeah It's really good.
0: So now we know what we're shooting for as a show that attracts the B1s of that number. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Less important, I think it was Andrew who just says, now I'm just Googling Spanish butts. (laughs) Who hasn't? Well, exactly. Uh, I think, what, that was the Spanish word for dog and the Spanish word for butt are similar?
4: Yes, but not that kind of butt.
0: Well, whatever. That's how we said it. That's the glory of an audio (laughs) format. Uh, Luke explains a Livewire joke about German that he had to veto because it was so bad. <laughs> and it is an exact explanation of why I can't listen to Livewire regularly.
1: I like it. I listen to Livewire every week.
0: I try, but it's low on my pecking order because some of it's just a little grating.
4: Is it too public radio for you? Is that the
0: No, I love public radio. I just, I don't know. Um uh I love some of the musical guests, but not others, and if I don't recognize the band name I'm always hesitant to fire it up.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Portland music on there. Even when they have um out of town musical guests, they're usually backed by Portland bands and it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. It is it's it's pretty good. I just and it's also evolving a lot. I should probably yeah, it push is. it higher up in my my feed. It just, uh, Luke has
1: gotten really comfortable in the role, and especially he's he has changed the show around to fit his strengths more. And it is a lot more enjoyable for a Luke Burbank fan now than it was when he first started. Yeah. I'm very
0: interested to see what this new format weekly goes to, because I feel like it's more like him getting to host a late-night show once a right. week. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be really interesting.
1: Yeah, more conversational and less... Uh, variety show which is the label they're trying to shake
0: yeah uh there's an email about a commercial i couldn't read my own notes because i was driving when i wrote them but it was a conversation that led to talk of saturday night lives clucky and i think it was about animals that advertise eating themselves it was the
4: one where the chickens go to the spice store yes and try to, like, how can I make myself more delicious?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which you wouldn't do if you were a chicken. You would avoid the spice store.
0: Right. You would be running away as much as possible, right? Right. Right. The story of Frank quitting the matter and Gate comes up again, which I always love to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I was <laughs> the there
1: The storm time. out.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I, since it came up again, let me reiterate, Frank... If you do this, and you do leave your wallet, there has to be someone there who you're still friends with. Right? Mm -hmm. Just give them a call. Just you don't want to go back in there. Say, hey, uh, Steve, could you?
4: Just someone who wasn't
0: there when he flipped the whole room off.
1: Could you? My wallet is just under the bar. Could you you just? I'm out in the parking lot.
0: Well, I was gonna say you gotta call someone and say, hey, you know how I just told you to fuck off? You're the you're the one person I didn't mean it to. I just. I had to do it to everyone. It was kind of a thing. Right. Uh, but Luke got a Mandarin Gate shirt. And my passing line of the week was Andrew just going, shirt goals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I actually tweeted
0: it at him that night because I it didn't get picked up by Luke. It just sort of moved on. But I appreciated that. I think that's a hashtag we can get behind.
1: Now, you all hosted at the Mandarin Gate our LRB meetup, the
2: last one we had. Did you notice that there was merch?
0: No.
1: I, Is this an employee no, shirt?
2: He gave it to he gave his like uniform shirt yeah. to him. Yeah. Oh, gotcha.
1: Yep. Should, that's how I took if it. If they had some merch, I I bet they'd be knee deep in orders from tens. Tens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not publicly available. He took it off his back.
1: Oh, right, right. Like they gave just it yeah, to played they played a soccer match.
4: And it doesn't really fit Luke either. <laughs>
1: He's looking like JLJ in that yep. extra small T-shirt.
0: Honestly, as much as Luke likes to talk about how he's not fit, I have a hard time picturing a guy who sounds like Frank being more fit than Luke as a bartender at the Manor Gate. you know what I'm saying? I'm picturing an older, grumpier, bigger kind of guy. But I've I, never seen him, so I don't know.
1: No. I pictured a wiry little fella, actually.
0: Hmm. Okay. That would make more sense for this, I guess. Shirtless, Um, no wallet. uh, I will say (laughs) the service when we went was decent. It wasn't great. We could have used a Frank that night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, More emails. uh, uh, A Randy Newman defense. And I believe this is where our clip of the week comes from. Yes, guys.
1: Yeah, the second I heard it, I think I sent a message to you guys. Andrew imitating Randy Newman clip of the week, and I don't—I'm not the clip of the week guy. Every week you you ask me, and every week I'm like, oh no. But finally, one just hit me so hard.
0: Well, that's an intro if I've ever heard it. So let's take a listen.
1: The reason I thought this was an interesting email was because, I mean, Randy Newman has a very distinct vocal style, and if that style doesn't you don't like that style, it's going to pretty much torpedo your chances of
0: really digging on the Randy Uh-oh. Newman, right? I'm not talking yeah. about you, Andrew. No, no, I just no, mean yeah, yeah. generally. And combined so- with his piano style as well, and I know that he's a virtuosic uh, piano player, and he doesn't always have to do it, but, you know, it's, it's both the kind of, it's the very percussive, both vocals and... Um, keystrokes, that's what you call it. I don't think that's what it's called. But you know what I, is, I mean? The kind of donk donk dunk donk, and then I'm gonna sing right on top of that or and you're just gonna kind of like, oh my god. It's just like there's something about that sound hitting my ears. In the same way this sound hitting your ears, everybody. My apologies. <laughs> that might
1: have been that might have been the greatest 15 seconds in TBTL history was your impression of a Randy Newman song. I apologize don't, to don't, everybody. Don't, don't, don't. I apologize. Apologize to everybody. Please, God, tell me people were still listening.
0: It's spot on. I can't tell where Randy Newman stops and <laughs> Andrew starts. Donk, donk, donk.
1: It's so funny because it's so so it's right so on. And, yeah, yeah uh, Randy Newman has a big catalog and he has some beautiful music, especially the Louisiana-inspired um, music. But, But the stuff that you hear regularly it's just him smashing his little tiny fists on a piano and and you
2: think he has tiny little fists because he's a short person oh Oh.
1: and 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 just mumbling and oh just it's so hard He's really schmaltzy yeah
0: and we get luke's story about randy newman
2: which i love yeah it reminds me of frank Storms yeah, you make a big out. grand exit yeah. and then
1: you're kind of screwed. Oh, shit. Is there, is there, a, is there a window out of the bathroom? How did my, how am I getting out of here?
0: How is it not a fire code violation that there wasn't another way out of that kitchen?
1: Mm. <laughs> they have to get delivery somewhere. I'm
0: doubting this story.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Randy Newman, uh, too proud to go down a delivery chute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. right, well he's he's short enough to get in a dumbwaiter He like, probably could have someone lower him down You know,
4: Wikipedia is calling him six foot even What? Is this like football players where they exaggerate their weight well, and height?
1: Most guys, if they get north of 5'8", will try to jump to six foot At I'm least five. as far as being but listed
2: Do you think he's only short because of the
1: song? Well, actually, probably because he's always sitting at a piano. I usually assume that anyone besides um, Harry Connick that sits at a piano is probably short.
2: Because I, I would never subscribe short to him, hmm. except for the song.
0: At a certain height, you just can't reach the pedals anymore. So he would right. have issues as a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those blocks that they give for <laughs> short people in cars. Uh, this episode rounds out with talk of Mark Russell... Oh, Oh. Uh, so I worked briefly at a public TV radio station in Buffalo, Uh, technically WNED Buffalo, Toronto, uh, a binational station, because they get picked up over the air by eight Canadians. And um, Mark Russell would come to Buffalo from time to time, and it was just pandemonium. I mean, the whole town. Not the whole town. The whole town revolving around the public TV station was obsessed. Um, and uh, it was quite a to-do. And I never went. I never went anywhere near it because I had zero interest in seeing him.
1: I wonder when he did his appearances, when he would go around the country, I assume he's too old now or probably passed away to do this kind of thing. But I wonder if he was got briefed on local politics so that he could make up some terrible... Uh, lyrics about whatever was going on in the local dog catcher race
0: <laughs> like a stand-up yeah like, yeah like exactly. funny to the max.com he's asking people what people find funny about him and asking about what the local funny things are
1: right who's the who's he's the water still alive here? he's 83. oh yeah i'm gonna roast that guy
0: <laughs> uh i'm on mark russell's wikipedia page now uh to let you know that he is alive he was born in Buffalo, New York, so sorry, world. Um, <clears throat> and he went to Canisius High School, which makes sense. I could see that. Uh, well, Russell's humor is known for skewering both Democrats and Republicans alike. His humorous tirades have also poked fun at third-party independent politicians and other prominent political and sometimes non-political figures. Citation Needed.
1: Hey, when you're when you're as funny as he, you can't limit yourself to just one party. I mean, you got to spread that funny around.
0: Russell has often been asked the question, "Do you have any writers?" His standard response is, "quote Oh yes, I have five hundred and thirty five writers." Oh
1: please, I knew, I knew he was going. There. I knew he was going to say that. One
0: hundred in the Senate and four hundred and thirty five in the House of Representatives. Stop talking,
1: Bobby. Please, I am weak.
0: I feel like usually Wikipedia tamps down on this self-indulgent writing.
4: There's a lot of citation needed in this article, though. Yeah, there
0: is. I feel like somebody... I'm not smart enough to be a good Wikipedia editor. All I'm good at is adding lines about myself surreptitiously into Wikipedia articles.
4: Well, it says it was edited yesterday by Bark Bustle. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) Bobby, if... If by the end of today you could get on that Wikipedia page somewhere that Mark Russell is primarily known for his drawings of tall ships,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would make me so happy. Uh, well, I'd like to put that charge out to the Wagoneers. Uh, could you all please go amend Mark Russell's uh, masturbatory Wikipedia page? <laughs>
2: And then the best one, sh- send it to us. Yes, please. But I'd need someone to get Bobby, Bobby's quote saying, "I'm not smart enough."
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, we're just this is just an episode of Tosh now. I'm pretty sure they got in trouble for that with Wikipedia a while back. <laughs>
1: well, on a serious note, the thing that bothers me most about Mark Russell and a lot of public radio humor is that the people that are listening to it are generally smarter than your average audience. However, when it comes to humor, they are not any more evolved than a fart joke. Because Prairie Home Companion and Mark Russell, it's all about the beats. Like, what he's actually saying is not funny, but the people know by the beats that it's supposed to be funny, so it brings the house down every time. Like, it seems like Prairie Home Companion has been making the same show for the last 15 years. And Everyone knows when to laugh, and it's comforting if you're into that. But once you notice that it's not actually funny, it starts to really annoy you. Right. Yeah, that's all I have to say about. Well, that. it's I'm all probably about pissed the, off a lot of people there.
0: It's all about the rhythm. Mm-hmm. That's like old school, old school stand up comedy.
1: Yeah. Next week's apology is going to be to Prairie Home Companion fans. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> that is going to be one. Whistle-filled voicemail. Um, <laughs>
1: I'll start growing my nose hair now.
0: Uh, let's see. Oh, we us us a- skip over
4: Alina, the, the Seahawks commentator. Do you remember that? The little girl and her dad. Oh, yes.
2: Oh, oh yeah.
0: Oh. Alina the Great. Yeah. Yes. Adorable.
4: Mm-hmm
0: that's all i have to say about it
4: i just wanted to acknowledge it it yep. was awesome
0: it was adorable uh, we end with a daft punk outro that samples billy joel but it has to be the worst billy Joel sample i've ever heard
4: what part was the sample i
0: don't know
4: i think i told you guys this when this came on i was listening it on my computer and my dog got up and left the room <laughs> <laughs>
1: she hated it
0: we should use your pets for the barometer of all things. All <laughs> the cats meowing, the dog mm-hmm. leaves the room.
1: I think the uh, the sampling was on a meta level in that that song was terrible and Billy Joel is terrible. So <laughs> it's a, oh, just a sample of terrible.
0: You're going to be apologizing to me next week, asshole. <laughs> no.
1: I apologize to you every night before we go to bed. Bobby. Well, that's because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to go to bed
0: angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wednesday, 2037, out of the Blue Tang Clan. Uh, This episode opens with just a long run of drops from the Palin endorsement of Donald
1: Trump. (laughs) Can I tell you something about that? I was was driving to work on Tuesday, I think it was, and it's about a 10-minute drive, and I caught the entire Sarah Palin comes out in support of Trump story, and I could not believe what I was hearing. I was texting everyone I could think of, like – you have to, you, this lady. I can't. This is amazing. I can't. <laughs> and no, but nobody was listening along with me, so it just like just looked like hysterical text coming from me. And then finally, I was so I felt so validated on Wednesday when Luke came out of the gate with it. I was like, someone else was listening. Thank God, because I thought I thought well, it couldn't I- be true how crazy she sounds.
2: I think that she might be having some substance abuse issues. Well, that's
4: even what Luke said. He said she shouldn't have huffed all that Funfetti before she went out on stage. <laughs> well, have you
2: seen the one where she's clearly
4: drunk? Yes, and, that response to Elizabeth Warren where she's like uh, bobbing around and weaving side to side.
2: And uh maybe is that the one where well, she Well, maybe there's more than one. talks about um you liberal people and she just keeps saying that and she's like slurring her words and she's like whatever. Uh, i don't even remember what it's about
0: i'm not in touch with the kids and the drugs is funfetti something other than a pillsbury branded cake and frosting mix
1: sounds like an off-brand goldschlager or something (laughs)
0: because when i hear funfetti i think the cake yeah not cake the funfetti cake
4: i'm looking it up i I think it's sprinkles.
0: Well, it's 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 a cake with the sprinkles mixed in.
4: Yeah, it's a really good cake. Right. <laughs> Funfetti layer cake.
0: And I feel like if you snort at this, you might get diabetes, but you're not going to get what she got.
4: <laughs> okay, so maybe it was airplane glue. Right. Yeah, <laughs> dia crazies.
0: <laughs> uh, we don't have to get fixated on this. I just I was very confused by that when they were talking about, I mean, I I appreciate it. And it comes back a couple of times, this fun Fetty thing. Luke recites the poem, the dirtiest man in the world by Shel Silverstein. Uh, He's done this before, but I guess it's, you know, if you need to do one thing to buy time on stage or you get caught in a moment where you have to present, it's good to have one card and that's his.
4: And this is the poem he, he memorized. Right.
0: He calls it Dirty Dan, but it's actually called The Dirtiest Man in the World. It's about a, a protagonist named Dirty Dan. Uh, but he, he did. I didn't check it word for word, but it sounded like he hit it right. It sounded like he had it really down solid. All right, fine. Everybody's going to be quiet. We'll talk about <laughs> the real story, <laughs> which is that Andrew is going to see Dave Chappelle at a salsa club. I'm so jealous.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do we want to talk about his pre-event angst or do we want to wait and just wait until we talk about Does great- anybody
1: have more pre-event anything angst than Andrew? And, and <laughs> is there any, I mean, we all have a little angst, but come on. he He's so worried about, like, does he worry Dressing about. Dressing up. Right. Do I
4: have to, how am I going to get home without my phone? As if they're going to cool. confiscate it and not give it back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand where he was coming from because if you're taking an Uber, you don't have your car to put it into. Yeah, but I'm sure he, they,
4: that's like the first thing that the event oh, yeah, organizers would think about. But then he about. didn't
2: actually read what, the, right. <laughs> read what the website said. And then as soon as he read right. it, was like, oh, I feel oh, so much better.
0: That was actually amazing that he had just missed that line completely. <laughs> yeah,
2: because I knew, I mean, I've gone to preview screeners of shows and they do that all the time.
0: Can you describe this bag for me in more detail that they put the phone in? Then because that fascinated oh, me. Oh, I've
2: never, I've never had that fancy of a bag. This is just a Ziploc and you get a claim check. Okay. And then people stand in the audience with night vision goggles and just scan the scan the audience the entire time.
0: Because mm-hmm. to me, it sounded like they gave him a bank bag with a lock on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
2: how I want to yeah. see a picture of it too. Right.
0: I tried to Google it. It's a really hard thing to Google. Like phone, club, bag, <laughs> secrets,
1: salsa. <laughs> you know, salsa. <laughs> imagine Andrew. I mean, imagine he goes to prison. Okay, now. Oh God, he's no. going to get a visit. He's in prison, and here's the here's the inspection they do. You have to strip completely naked, and you have to lift up your junk. You have to open your mouth and move your tongue around. You have to turn around, bend over, and spread your ass cheeks. Then Andrew has anxiety over, over <laughs> them discovering a phone in his pocket. Like, imagine this level of anxiety. I think he might have a heart attack if he ever went to prison and got a visit.
0: If there was ever a sounds like my last date moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, any, any date
1: you have probably should do a thorough inspection of your body. You're, you're that shifty.
0: Actually, I pay extra for that. That's fine. Um Luke is obsessed with a Don Gagne two-way from all things considered. Uh he really enjoys it because it's at the Palin event and there's a lot of Palin just yelling blindly in the background. Right. But then when I'm he goes in and-
3: it to win it.
0: But <laughs> he goes to listen to the uh online version and posts it, he realizes it's been cleaned up or redone. And it's missing that background noise. And he is extremely upset about this.
1: I think it was because he probably got as obsessed about that audio when it was happening as I did. And he wanted to go back and experience what he experienced when he heard it on the radio. And it wasn't there. And I think that's what got him kind of obsessed. Because if you didn't hear this happening on the radio, guys, uh, you're missing that fascination with the fact that it could actually happen in the world. Like if
2: you... and you never know when it's going to stop, <laughs> right? It was I like that Don incredible. Gagne was so unaware.
0: Yes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> On the other hand, Don Gagne actually did eventually respond to Luke's tweets, which is yeah. you know he wouldn't have done that for any of us commoners. So,
2: mm-hmm. um, Bobby, can we go back to the cell phone pouches? Yes. It's a company called Yonder. Y O N D R and you can see a picture of how of course, it works. They of course that's e. how it's of spelled of course <laughs> yeah they can't afford it it's a startup uh, Well, they need a
4: they need a website so <laughs> uh
0: overyonder.com not for a free commercial mm-hmm. but um oh that that looks um it's,
2: it's pretty cool yeah. they make the the space so uh <clears throat> They they put probably some kind of Wi-Fi situation. They make it cell phone free. So if you take your bag in that area, you can't. It doesn't work. But if you walk out of the cell phone zone, it unlocks itself.
4: Oh, it's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Fancy. The is Looks now. like a neoprene bag or something.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more music talk. Uh, first, Andrew says he's joking, confusing Gordon Lightfoot and Jim Croce. And then Luke genuinely confuses the Jim Croce songs "Big Bad Leroy Brown" and "You Don't Mess Around mm-hmm. with Jim."
1: Yeah, I wonder how many 70, how many Croce songs were about seventies bullies. It just seemed like <laughs> the bullies were were scarier in the seventies. I mean, they tore each other up. Now, people, they tease each other and they send each other nasty Facebook messages. But back in the day, they really tore each other up.
0: Yeah, now bu- well, bullies just take shots at their friends on podcasts.
1: Yeah, I know. I
2: mean, that's. <laughs> or take guns into schools. I think that the bullies are way worse now. Oh, I guess no, that it's the kids get bullied and then take it out. I don't know.
1: Yeah, now it's. Now you're scared of school shooters you're not as scared of, of, of the guy
2: walking in with the brass knuckles yeah like right. biff Tannen or whatever right. or Tannen.
0: <laughs> uh both good songs big badly were Brandon, you don't mm-hmm. mess around with jim so i guess that's that's fine if you end up having to listen to both to get the line you were looking for uh top story from wednesday tyree skipson has a fucking benny in his benny in his backyard <laughs> <laughs> which yes yeah, should be called gibsy hana hmm um andrew in this dream scenario just wants a ping pong table someone mutters the line escapee Hana," uh and this leads into a whole conversation of what kind of restaurant the guys would want in their rich people you know helicopter rich backyards um walsh potley got some play on facebook i cannot <laughs> remember the listener who created the walsh potley mm-hmm. Brand, brandon
1: sparks i think did it
0: yes <laughs> i would was eat great. at walsh Potley, but i would bring my own cheese <laughs> right right it's
2: byoc i bring my own bleach uh yeah i don't like the original chipotle i wouldn't go to the andrew one <laughs> it's a cheese-free zone you're more of a probably no sour cream either oh
0: yeah you're more of a know, luke what? doba
2: yeah yeah they have queso <laughs> I mean, you want to go, I mean, I would want to go before six. You guys would go after six if you want chicken. Well,
0: it's DTF after six.
2: (laughs) Right. Aren't
0: we all? (laughs) Why wait? That's what I never understood about that diet. Cardio anytime. Uh, Didn't I Luke? Taco time? You just have a taco time? I mean, the real question here is, what are your restaurants? You're helicopter rich. What restaurant do you want in your backyard?
4: Uh, I would have an in and out for sure. Oh, yeah,
2: I'd go visit you.
4: But I have an, I have two in and outs within a mile of my house, so yeah,
2: that's the point Luke brought up. Like, oh, I can just drive to Taco Time, yeah. or I can just. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I would have any. But why because drive you when you can just roll down your stairs,
0: Christy? Please, yeah. please stop being reasonable for a minute. What restaurant would you have in your backyard? <laughs> This is a, I, this is a I fantasy wouldn't. thing. This is a hero dream. I would
2: just have a jet pack to fly me to any restaurant I want. <laughs> or a helicopter. You're already oh. helicopter rich. We've established that. <laughs> right. So I don't need to. Or I just have some. I mean, helicopter I, parking see, is I just, just terrible.
1: That's most true. I was just it's thinking really hard to get
0: close. On the roof no, of a
2: taco time would not go well. You throw the I handicap placard on me. I would just it. have Tom Douglas be my personal chef. I'd rather have that and say, you know, today I'm feeling pasta. Well, that's really
1: kind of what the Gibbsi Hana is—is have you have your own personal chef? It just happens mm-hmm. to be a particular kind of chef, right. and that's why, as Luke was saying, that's why that sort of concept works in your backyard because you don't have to have a fully functional restaurant. You need somebody to do the dishes, obviously, but you already have that person on staff, and then and you then need it's the guy. separate from your old house, yeah.
2: Yeah. Does well. I need to know. Can can the chef make other things? Does he always have to throw the egg into the hat? Because that would get annoying.
1: <laughs> Could I just get a bowl of cereal today? Right. <laughs> you
4: can only have shrimp if you catch it in your mouth.
2: Yeah. Is
1: it? Stop throwing the it, Captain Crunch at me. <laughs> just put it in the bowl.
0: I'm wondering how much. I'm not in the mood. How for much this do you today? have to pay Tom Douglas to do his own dishes after? Oh, that would
1: be great. Uh, Tom. Um. <laughs> <It's broken. clears throat> Tom. <laughs>
2: Going to need to have a conversation about your stacking. Um, the If it's just that you have a personal chef that likes to, you know, light things on fire or whatever. But it's the situation is you're in a um, Benihana. I would vote for that because that's a kind of fun situation and you have your friends over or I don't know. I don't. I don't like this idea. I think it's. Tough. I was going to but- ask
0: about ambiance. That's definitely part of it. Um, mm-hmm. There was a Trader Vix in the Hilton that I stayed in in Atlanta, but it was closed the days I was there, so I didn't get to go down and have my umbrella drink and watch mm-hmm. middle-aged and up people like awkwardly drinking a tiki bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was really bummed about that, but it did get me thinking about atmosphere. But before I answer, Mike. Do you have a okay. dream restaurant for your backyard?
1: I do. Um, and it actually is a restaurant that there's a location. It's the, actually the closest restaurant to my house, but I would move it into my backyard. Uh, and the reason is this particular location of this chain restaurant is a very depressing location. It's under the freeway. It's uh, on a dirty corner of a dirty strip mall. And I love this restaurant. And there was also a lot of shame attached to this restaurant. National shame. Like it's a it's the butt of jokes. But I want to take that Arby's that is under <laughs> under Interstate one eighty three and move it into my backyard so I can enjoy it in a nice, uh, safe, shame free environment.
2: Really? That's what you would pick?
1: Yep. Well, I might do one of those, you know, split concepts with Arby's Taco Time.
2: Okay.
0: Wow. Can you imagine Mexi Fries dipped in the cheddar that they put on?
1: Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is a culinary dream.
2: Oh. So. Just the smell of Arby's. That's going to waft into your yes, house. Yes.
1: Of course it is. Open the windows, honey. <laughs>
2: that's a great answer,
0: Mike. We,
1: we need Maris Cat over here to open up some windows. <laughs>
0: So I was thinking about this seriously for several days because I knew
1: you would be. I knew
3: you would be thinking about fixing. it all week.
2: He wrote out a pros and cons <laughs> list,
0: and I I think my answer would be that I would want a a Greek diner. Like I would mm-hmm. just want a, a diner because you get a little bit of everything and sure. you get that short order quality and um you know the little the little joy of having your eggs just right every time. Like those those things that I would want. So. Mm-hmm. I think I would want a diner, but for the sake of someone who knows me as well as I know myself, maybe better, just this morning before we recorded, I turned to Sam and I asked her this question. I said, if we had this restaurant, what what would you think would be my ideal restaurant? And she just said, and I wrote it down as a quote, I feel like your objective could be achieved with just a guy in a deep fryer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which you don't have to be helicopter rich to have. You just need an idiot friend and a Turkey fryer,
1: right? <laughs> a man with a deft hand right. around the fryer.
0: <laughs> so, that's I'm going to keep that in mind as I, as I make a little bit more money in the future. That's, maybe. That's
1: for a baller on a budget right, right there.
0: We <clears throat> just take a minute to write that down. <laughs> uh, um, led into a conversation that I thought would have had a lot of potential and it just just failed uh, the guys decided to talk about how long condiments last there must have been an article somewhere I don't remember because my brain fell asleep but yeah I blacked out I would argue so that I most condiments help. don't last as long as this segment did
1: um, <laughs> guys um, duck sauce seven and a half months uh, relish packets seven and three quarters months I did a little
0: research myself. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely used duck sauce older than that.
1: Yeah, I think it's like medicine. You know, it's never going to get poisonous. It's just going to get less effective. Uh,
0: That's fascinating.
1: Yeah, isn't
0: it? An emailer writes in asking for a no point conversion on baseball. All nope. nope.
2: Please no. <laughs> no thanks. And Meredith, no. Don't even talk about baseball, even one second, please. <laughs> and
0: Meredith astutely noted more sanding and grinding noises. That's all I want. I'd rather have that than another no point.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> well, when you think about how little Andrew knows about football, uh, I just I don't think I would be able to listen to him try to talk about baseball. Yeah.
0: Uh, Thursday, 2038, literally no show title. Uh, Andrew is in charge. And the first thing he does is issue a hot dog story alert. <laughs> we should be a sounder. Uh, Luke is bedraggled because he was supposed to fly out on Wednesday night, but it's like I canceled because it got pound stoned.
1: Yeah, she was out on the wing in her pantsuit, ripping the engine up.
0: I like that it was either her or Steve Harvey.
1: <laughs> Both of them known for the big pantsuits.
0: Yes. Um so he had to fly out Thursday morning uh and do it all on the same day, early morning. <clears throat> and it, it's worth noting, so it was the flight from Bellingham to Washington that got canceled. Um which was the Bellingham biggest... to Seattle. To Seattle? Oh, excuse me, Can right, you just right. drive? Bellingham to Seattle. Uh breaking his heart because he was Upgraded to first class on that flight from Seattle to Chicago.
1: Yeah, I would have driven. You know, I would have driven like 150 miles an hour. Yeah,
0: me too. Down to the airport. I'm surprised that he couldn't negotiate his way into a first class seat for the next morning, all things considered.
2: The sense of. Didn't he try? He did try. He tried, and they. um, Yeah, and there wasn't anything. I guess
0: he doesn't have quite enough clout yet.
1: He's no United baller like you are, Bobby.
0: <laughs> you know, the thing about that is I haven't flown United in years. Sam and I went to Hawaii years ago, and I got a United flight cheap, so I did it. And I got a ton of airline miles, but not nearly enough to do anything with except those magazine subscriptions.
1: Oh, the magazine subscriptions. You're not the guy that does that.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah uh so joy joey luke's flight up so the thing is it's gonna take like 12 weeks so that's gonna
1: be <laughs> yeah it's a slow burn <laughs> uh
0: luke's flights got bumped around so he didn't get to fly first class that was the biggest disappointment in his week um i, I want to ask
1: about something just occurred to me about that um like he got bumped to the next morning what happens if there's a storm and then he doesn't make it or do you think there's there are like local chicago um, celebrities that are on call? Absolutely. Well, and who who might they be? I mean, I, I'm just... I don't know. It just occurred to me right now that what happens if people don't make it?
0: Local... Who do we
1: know in Chicago?
0: Um,
1: Mike McCauley.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he would be delightful,
1: well, by the way. Mike McCauley Mike, is a delightful person and he would be fantastic well. <laughs> on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: Mike's neighbor works on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So that's not... Outside of the realm of possibility. <laughs> right. Just
1: grab him <laughs> on the way to work. Um, Come on, put on I your believe, lovely hat believe and let's go. I that
0: Brian Babylon is Chicago-based. Ah, oh, he's good. I like him. So maybe every time we've heard him, he's been <laughs> pinching. <hitting. laughs> You're right,
1: right. That would be a good job to have because you wouldn't have any time to get nervous about it.
0: Right. And it's not like the olden days where they would be in different places. Like, they're not tape-syncing him from...
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Which is too
0: bad because Luke could probably be on a whole lot more if that's yeah. the way they did that. He now. would never have to that leave show. His house did not again.
4: work though when they were all remoting. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah.
0: Um, what do we have here? Thursday. Thursday is sort of a catch-all show. There's a lot of random babbling talk. Uh, Luke, or rather Andrew, missed all the news of Andrew, of Luke's flight issues because his phone was muted for several hours. Mm -hmm. and he missed multiple phone calls and a bunch of texts from luke about all of this um i was just surprised that andrew would go that long with his phone off me too
1: oh i think i i rarely have my phone off either but uh it, it happens when you don't turn your phone off very often when you finally do it you forget that you did it you know what i'm saying
4: but isn't his phone and his computer kind of synced up? Because like, whenever one of my phones rings, my iPad rings, my computer rings. Yeah, that's why like everything everywhere. in but my video,
2: house starts to mine ring. Mine isn't though. Well. He, but remember, Andrew doesn't have iProducts. Yeah, but I think Android does it with Windows. Oh, really?
3: Hmm.
0: I'm not he synced up, up that completely, so I don't.
2: I always have my phone off, muted.
0: I see emails pretty quickly though, so I wonder if maybe Luke tried to email. I don't know. But Andrew is very apologetic about the whole thing. How dare he take an evening off?
3: <laughs>
0: uh, the guys also talk about not talking about making a murderer.
1: Let's not talk about not talking about not talking about making a murderer. Got and on. let's let's not get the title wrong like Andrew's done every f- <laughs> time. So How to I mean, make a murderer? Yeah, the the constitution and making up of one murderer
0: so instead let's talk about milk alternatives
1: all right andrew and luke even talks about sometimes they say milk is gross uh the way we get it is gross well is it any more gross than murdering an animal and eating it
0: nope no it's not in fact
1: it's nicer
0: i think it's much more sustainable
1: yes yes (laughs) I love milk, but I I,
4: I have we've got um, unsweetened almond milk in our house that we use, and I use that if I don't need to like for cereal. It's good in cereal because it's just it doesn't matter what it tastes like
0: uh, in cereal. Unsweetened is the important part there because the sweetened yeah. almond milk is full of sugar.
4: Yeah, and that's I I don't like sweet beverages, so the unsweetened is definitely the way to go. What I don't do is I like to drink cold brew coffee. And if you mix cold brew in and a non-real milk, it curdles Mm -hmm. because it's too acidic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's disgusting. So I have real milk for that. But otherwise, we just
0: use unsweetened almond milk. If you're not sure which nut milk to get, just remember Luke's handy. That sounds really dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember Luke's handy phrase, cashew equals old shoe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, It's true. For a fight for uh, coconut milk, the same thing. If he gets the unsweetened coconut milk, it won't be filled with calories. Yeah, I like
4: coconut milk too. Yeah, It's good. Yeah.
1: Just I like all of don't those. Don't drink coconut water. Boy, does that ever taste like...
4: Shh. Most of it tastes like it's been wrung out of a dirty gym sock. <laughs> right. But there's one brand in particular that I actually do like because they don't cook it. So it does taste like it's coming right out of a coconut cuz I love oh, coconuts. Oh yeah. If you have a
1: mm. coconut handy, I encourage you to drink that water, but yeah. coconut water sold in stores, I've made huh. a mistake once and The stuff yeah. though that
4: they it. sell at Trader Joe's does taste
2: like it came out of a coconut. That's the only kind I've found. Mm. Sobe has a coconut water that is really good. Other than that, that's nasty.
0: I'm the odd man out here and that I don't like coconut.
2: Oh. I I'm like I Use every part of the. Coconut. Me too. <laughs> you got to really
0: respect its
3: heritage.
2: Yeah. I've, I mean, because I don't really like milk, so I've used all that. But the these um, milk alternatives, there's only a few that don't taste disgusting when they're heated up. Like, so if you want a coconut milk latte mm-hmm. or almond milk latte, it's not that good.
0: Well. I don't drink a lot of milk at all. When we do, we get skim milk. Sorry, Mike. Um,
1: hey, purchase... I get the I get the skim and the fat free. I I load it up with the coffee milk syrup.
0: though. Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> so we just, I just don't use a lot of it at all. Though I had a bowl of cereal this morning and it was great. Actually, I had a Weetabix from Trader Joe's, which our cashier commented on as we purchased it. Um. To healthy peanut butter. Nope merida i have a
4: lot i love healthy peanut butter me too and there are so there's two easy tricks the first thing is to store it upside down so that when you turn it right side up it's not separated um and then once you've stirred it up you store it in the
1: fridge and it won't separate exactly that's all you have to do i have a tip take that nature garbage peanut butter and fire it straight in the trash (laughs)
4: I knew you were going to say that. There's a grocery store by us that has a grinder and you can just, it's just peanuts. So it's just mushed up peanuts. There's no extra sugar. There's no extra salt. Um, and I don't see what the problem is with that. It tastes
0: good. Yeah. We used to buy that from the co-op in Buffalo before we moved. Um, just, just peanuts from the grinder. It's good. Yeah. Now they do
4: an almond one and then they have one with chocolate chips in it.
0: We, um, i use natural peanut butter sometimes, and then we also buy unsalted raw almond butter. Same deal. Yeah, almond butter. That is very good. good. It's very good.
2: Also, have you had the sunflower seed butter? I've
0: not tried that one. I actually like cashew butter a lot. It does not taste like gold shoe.
2: I don't like cashews at all.
0: I love cashews.
2: Me too. But seriously, Bobby, try it next time. All right. Sunflower seed butter. They have it at Trader Joe's. I've seen it, but I've been too afraid to buy a whole oh, it's jar. So and, it's good. Probably... and if you don't like it, send it to me. Okay.
0: It's only $16 a jar for some.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's like four. It's Trader Joe's. So it's not that expensive. All right.
0: Top story from Thursday. Uh, the find your iPhone app or similar, uh, which has gotten Luke in trouble in the past going to East Vegas to hunt down his phone. Uh, apparently it's directing people in Atlanta to one house errantly. those poor people. And the people who live there are probably miserable.
2: I liked liked Luke's idea of printing out the article and putting it on the house. Like, put it pretty big and then move as soon as possible. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, This is compared to the Silence of the Lambs house, which is apparently for sale. Yeah, the... um...
1: Back to the iPhone thing, <clears throat> I don't think I would, even if it pinged and directed me toward a house. I'm not going up to that house. It, it's like, uh, it's like getting you get mugged or whatever. I don't want to fight. You take my wallet, take whatever I have. It's fine. I can replace it. Why do? Why are we going to seek out a confrontation with someone who had no problem stealing your phone? And I, and I'm kind of going back to mm-hmm. the Vegas thing. I had a problem with what he did there. Just um, you should have got the insurance and
0: just get another phone. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh to the rat casino story. There's nothing really revolutionary about this story except that rats can be manipulated just like Luke's. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They will but, also
1: eat hot dogs off the floor of the casino just
0: like right. Luke. <laughs> Uh, and Chinese food. Um, but I enjoyed Andrew's <laughs> name for the drift on in, which was the rope and dope room. <laughs> yep. There definitely needs to be one of those.
2: I, do- I thought that it was weird when he said he's only... Oh, I guess he's not counting Goldie's as a casino. Because at the Tour de Terrible, we were all with Andrew at Goldie's. Mm-hmm. And he said he'd only been to the casino once. But he means like a real... Vegas style casino.
1: Yeah, I haven't been in any of those. I probably should have. I mean, I'm. I was quite a gambler, but mostly my gambling was sports. So I didn't go to the shady little casinos up on Aurora.
2: Well, Goldies has a abnormal <laughs> for that place, really good menu. So I think that they <laughs> they just have really good cooks and mm-hmm. chefs and recipes, but their menu is very weird. They have. Thai food, American pub food, Chinese. It's just all over the you place. You have a
1: Japanese guy that will throw cereal in your mouth.
0: <laughs> exactly. When uh, I lived in Buffalo, there's a place that's open later than anywhere else, and it's called Ying's Wings and Things. <laughs> of course it is. Well, <laughs> and it's it's that terrible combination of American pub food, chicken wings, pizza, Chinese food, sushi. Oh boy! Oh yeah, and they deliver all of it. (laughs) Um, All I could think when I think of a casino called the Ropedope Room is the casino from Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, where they go and they're playing like War, (laughs) right? Right.
2: (laughs) Like that's actually a thing. That that's a game in Vegas. Yeah, and I don't know what came first.
1: Not just a joke. I, I think. I think it may have been in the movie before they started doing it. Oh, the right. And they I've...
0: inspired having a casino for idiots. <laughs> I think so. Uh,
4: what other kind of casino is there? Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Email. Uh, the email segment's actually a text to Andrew from Luke, referring back to something that happened on Wednesday's show, which is Killjoy. Killjoy. I can't really do it justice. Um, From Mr. Roboto, which... Lynn Pham, God bless him, cut into a loop. And it sort of lost the thread for me here a little bit, not being a sticks fan.
1: Well, it led to what I thought was Luke's best throwaway line of the week. And he said something like, um, one wonders if they would have used the name Mr. Roboto had it not rhymed so seamlessly with Domo Arigato. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and I, I sort yeah. of ag- agree the lyrical genius Uh, I think Dennis DeYoung is his name. Uh, Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It seems like he took a little bit of a shortcut there, but we'll allow it as long as I don't have to ever hear it again.
2: (laughs) Well, this also, I wanted to say, I think Andrew should go to a um, Benihana-like restaurant because it's fun.
1: Imagine how much anxiety he's going to have. That's right.
2: Well, go with a bunch of friends and drink a bunch of... Sake? Well, so here's the thing. We have a restaurant like that here that is, I I think it is called, what is it, Tama, Tamanachi, Tamagotchi, or Tama, whatever. Um, And it's uh, a lot better than Benihana. And I think maybe it's because Benihana is corporate and, you know, you have like, oh, this is the portion size. We can't do as much with fire. Um, We have to follow health codes. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a place in Winneville that's so much better than Benihana. So he should just go to a place like Health
0: Code drinks...
2: <laughs> It's Living on the edge. The drinks are really stiff and big. And um, sounds yeah. like my last date. Yeah, you beat me nice.
4: to
1: that,
0: <sighs> guys. You can get a tamagotchi on Amazon for fifteen bucks.
1: <laughs> I remember those. You put it Tamanaki. You put it in your backyard.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Benihana. I've been to. We just recently went to a place called Fire and Ice, which is a local thing in Boston and Cambridge and Providence. It's a very similar concept, but they don't fling food at you. Oh, really? Yeah. That's
2: the fun part. I know.
0: Nobody's ever flung food at me off a grill. I got to work on that.
2: Okay. okay. you'll. Well, I'll take you to Tokyo Steakhouse when you come well, back. I
1: also have never been to Benihana, and I'd never even been to anything kind of like that until last year. Uh, I went to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl one of my brother's friends uh, not as close a friend as as mine is to my brother he like hosts a party for a bunch of people every year and if you can get there he pays for the hotel he pays for the food and and you just you know he wants people to sit and watch the game with him and crack wise and that's that's what i do so i went to las vegas and we the whole group was there's like 19 20 people sitting around this huge thing and the guys doing all the stuff. And I had a little bit of anxiety. I don't want anybody throwing any food at me. My, For a big fella, my mouth is pretty small. So
3: <laughs> I had
1: anxiety about, uh, you know, catching that shrimp on, you know, am I going to catch it in my mouth or am I catch it in the throat? You know what I mean? They call that a choke point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was pretty relieved when it didn't happen. He just did a lot of playing around with the fire and, and all that bullshit. And it was fun, but it ended up being – I. Saw the check and it was like eighty five bucks a person.
2: Holy, that's the bad part about hana too. It's way overpriced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the same. Have you guys ever been to Fogo
4: de Chao? No, I've heard it's good though. I've heard of it, and it's the same thing. You pay a flat thing, and then they just come around to just pour meat onto your plate. Yeah, it's all the Brazilian meat you can carve, right? Yes, yes. But it's like yeah, I think it's 50 bucks
1: a person. Yeah, and then you get your drinks on top of that. And you're you're, yeah. in, you're in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Tell me you're not going to right drink heavily. Sure.
0: Well, you all remember my adventure to the Nordic Lodge. Same experience. No food flinging, but all the lobster you can eat.
1: Yeah, that that's uh, those pictures were incredible man you can really pack away some food buddy
4: <laughs> those things are wasted on me i kind of eat like a bird like every one hour i need to feed oh. but i can't eat a lot at once so i'd have to yes. be there all day to make it yeah, worthwhile. yeah they have a two-hour
0: table limit because of right. people like you uh let's move on to friday 2039 the old man express out of cool town
3: it's like still
0: a.m in los angeles and andrew's a little bit rough from his night and Luke wakes him up with this goddamn coffee song.
3: <laughs> what? Who? What? Who hears How did that?
0: did he find
1: this? And thinks it's a good idea to replay it or even finish listening to it yourself.
0: Yeah, he punished Andrew with it.
1: He tweeted it out. He punished us all with it. He tweeted yes. it earlier in the day. So I had already heard it because I clicked on it. And I got about 30 seconds in and nothing was happening except this guy. And I got out of it and I'm like, boy, that was terrible. i hope I never hear that again. And there it came on the show <laughs> that night.
0: Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Andrew went to Chappelle the night before and it turned out being the comedy night from heaven.
3: Mm-hmm. Three or four
0: openers, Hannibal Burris, Chris Rock... Working on his Oscars material makes an appearance.
1: I thought fucking Denzel
0: was going to come out. <laughs> well, it's not Denzel, but he did get Kid from Kid and Play, and Kid was the one with the better hair.
4: <laughs> He's always the one with the better yeah. hair.
0: Uh, Chris Rock also working through his divorce. That's awkward. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess, oh, it was actually Dave Chappelle who mentioned that. Chris Rock said to him in a lunch conversation that he used to be Drake. Yeah. Which I thought was oddly insightful.
2: Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: Um, Other than our jealousy, do we have any insight on this?
1: I think you kind of could have seen it coming. Yeah. Because of all that security. Because Dave Chappelle's done a lot of like, you know, show up, work on stuff and... Um, he's done a and lot bring of bring a bunch of other since he's come back. people. I'm sorry, what?
4: Bring and he brings a bunch of other awesome people. That's kind of his MO. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like he doesn't. He wants to like stay on the scene a little bit and work on some material, but he doesn't want the pressure. I think of having to be the entertainment for for all mm-hmm. the people. So you kind of know he's going to bring something else. And when you talk about all that security you you have to think there's something big is going to happen here
2: yeah i'm sure that that was 90% because of chris rock going yeah. through his oscar material yeah. that can't get leaked right. out right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was mostly jealous of the hannibal burris
0: yeah i could see that um for me, it was just the thought of the whole experience, like just surprise after surprise and being such a thing. Mm-hmm. And-, and here
1: comes Morgan Freeman. What? <laughs> <laughs> Every black celebrity with. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the green room? Is Martin Luther King back there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> with that, let's go to Friday's top story uh, stacking the Eagles with Fletch.
1: <laughs> hey, an Eagle died. They need to start adding more Eagles. <laughs>
0: Oh, Mike. So fraternal organization. I'm not particularly familiar with the Eagles, but it sounds like it's just like the elks and it's the... Eagles,
1: not the
2: Eagles. God, stop embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Wait, Bobby, are you a member of one of these things?
0: I am not. You need to be. I'm
1: you are totally,
2: completely surprised.
1: One of those yeah. guys.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: I yeah, I can totally see myself being a VFW. Kind of
2: well, you have to actually be a veteran right now.
0: (laughs) Well, or no, Legion kind of guy, rather, because Luke was a member of the Legion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My because his, yeah, because he wanted one dollar vodka sodas, right? (laughs) Yeah, the um, the alcoholics in my extended family are all proud Canadian Legion members. Mm. Mm -hmm. We had my uncle Stan's retirement party at a Canadian Legion in Kentville, so that was. Just like the American, but more Canadian beer. Um, yes, I could definitely see that happening in my future. Uh, Pawtucket is home to a big Portuguese social club, so that would probably what? be my best bet. You should join that. Very they similar. You eat a lot of
1: jellyfish, or what's the difference between a Portuguese?
0: <laughs> there is social no. Club. There is no difference except that there are different Portuguese like cultural things that meet there. That's interesting. Yes. We had a fireworks committee event there recently, and we had to clear out after so the young Portuguese dancers could come in and practice in the room after
1: us. <laughs> how, how do you tell the different? I mean, the country's almost completely enveloped by Spain. It's I just think of it as an off-brand Spain, but is there something distinctive to Portugal that's non-Spanish?
0: It has its own food culture and language. Okay, I don't know what to tell you beyond that.
1: Beautiful ladies, probably.
0: Uh, In in the sake of southern, southeastern Massachusetts and Rhode Island, it's mostly taken root through bakeries.
1: I can respect that.
0: Delicious food. Yes. Um. So we don't need to summarize the news story. I'm sure most people are sure. But this fancy gym wants to buy the lot that the Eagles own. Excuse me, that Eagles own (laughs) next to their building. Mm-hmm. And they are flooding eagles with new members from these hipsters to try to swing the vote to let them buy it. And Fletch is going behind the lines. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I like that she signed up just to see what it's about, but that she really has the eagles well-being in her head that she wants yep. to make sure that they're not getting the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she's taking this very seriously.
2: hmm.
1: She's sitting on that airy like a mother bird.
2: I think she should. Anyone that joins should get a year membership.
0: To the gym? Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> thing they should collaborate.
2: Yeah, because the gym is pushing people to join so that they can stack the deck. So you should get something in return for joining.
0: I'm sure that they are incentivizing it for the gym members they're sending over to join somehow.
2: You should get an honorary <clears throat> parking spot in the newest parking lot.
0: When the eventuality of gentrification takes hold.
2: Oh, have you been to Ballard? No. but Yeah, it's just like Luke said, is that it used to be this cool kind of Norwegian part of town where actual fishermen would just go to these dive bars and now it's just hipster hipster places named after what it used to be it's, it's ben stiller or... running
1: globo gym trying yeah. to take <laughs> over the eagles.
2: exactly exactly and this is the type of gym that is probably a hundred dollars a month right the in all the places are named this and an ampersand and that <laughs> right i just
0: i misunderstood you at first because at first i thought you were saying that they should give all the existing eagles a one-year membership at the gym and that would be like Jerry Stiller sitting at the bar, smoking a <laughs> cigarette, and being offered a free membership in a No, I was picturing
1: gym. more Don Henley on some free weights.
0: <laughs> no, no. Oh. Uh, Why well, is training, what, Boys of Summer and all? Yeah, um, well,
1: come get my towel. I have some dirty laundry here.
0: Let's round out with music for your weekend. Um, Andrew brings us Lemonade by Gucci Mane uh Ugh. luke uh sunbeams by the concretes and listener nick my hero of the week second to brandon for the walsh Boat Lake graphic my mm-hmm. other hero of the week is listener nick for bringing love fool by the cardigans for no timely reason whatsoever that was great <laughs> it
2: was it's good.
0: a great song mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um We've been kind of relaxing at home all weekend because of the snow and just a rare weekend at home for both of us. So we watched the movie Hackers yesterday. So I was right (laughs) in that mid-90s vein when we hit Love Fool.
2: Wait, wait, wait. So you're spending your time watching the movie Hackers, but you won't watch the show Fargo?
0: I didn't say won't. We just we're in a different place in our day. And we watched... What? And we watched...
2: You're such an old man. This is the time when we watch a really old film that barely holds up. (laughs) But we have to get it back to the red box. It doesn't
0: hold up at all. Um, But it was... (laughs) I was being generous. Streaming on Netflix.
2: Yeah. Instead of watching Hackers, watch the show Mr. Robot. Mm. That's amazing.
0: Well... We may have to because...
2: You're doing your life wrong, Bobby. I need to come over <laughs> and be your life coach. There's still time left.
0: We, we may have to because I wanted to watch Empire Records after Hackers and it was not
2: available. So. Oh, boy. That's, that's a better choice.
0: Yeah, but uh, like Netflix usually has, the good movies aren't available. Right. Mm-hmm. We did watch about 20 minutes of Clerks yesterday, but I just... Boy, that's a longer slog than I remember I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh so we end with that and then tagged on to the very end is the coffee guy's song about the panthers that was maybe worse than the coffee song yeah i had to fast forward but
4: his growl come on yeah
0: the growl was pretty it good. is the. Sp- but it was a
4: rap it was like a country rap. The sport they call yeah. pro
0: football he's gonna give kid rock a run for his money Ugh. Let's go to housekeeping. It's almost we're we're pushing time here, Christy. What do we got?
2: Um, we there's been two hundred and twenty weeks archived. Um, we have fourteen more weeks to finish to get my goal of two thousand twelve being done um, in January, and then just a refresher that Jack is donating. Five dollars for every five weeks, and ten dollars for every ten weeks. So, if you're close to getting one of those goals, please hurry and um, think about adding more weeks if you haven't.
1: Let me reiterate my promise to the archivists, the tens. Should you complete forty weeks, I will fly to your city. Thanks to Will, I'm just thanking Will in advance for that. I will fly to your city and eat cheese with you.
2: Mike, I would be very careful about that. Because we're getting people that are getting are doing a lot.
1: Yes, there's there's and, a bunch of people past 10 weeks at this point, right?
2: Oh yeah, but the the best part is the one that has the most is Ashley. So you would just have to you just have to drive down. up yeah. to <laughs> Dallas again. I might oh. I might fly. I hate that I was stretch of say, freeway. Just to avoid so that, much. that highway. You fly <laughs> anyway.
0: And the best part is, if you do it, thanks to Will, you're probably gonna have to take a layover in Seattle.
2: Yeah, you would have to go to Seattle.
1: <laughs> no, I'll just walk Wait, out I to my helipad s- next to my Arby's Taco oh, Time yeah. right. and uh, get the, up to Dallas. The
2: best the the best part is that I'll, that I love about all of all of the these historians is that they love having a goal, right? So we say ten weeks, and then they strive for that. Or we say, "I want all of these done by this time." And they're asking for, "Hey, if anyone can't do their weeks, can I do it?" And um, just recently, we had Anne, and I'll probably sl- slaughter her last name, Lundholm. She said, "I got to I got to ten weeks, and so I'm going to go a little bit slower." And I was like. Or you could be the first one to fifteen, and she's like, "Oh, god damn it! Okay, <laughs> let's go."
1: Are we about halfway home on that? I'm trying to do some math in my head. Like, no, because four years is is two hundred and ten weeks,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: we have two hundred twenty <laughs> weeks done. So you have more than four years archive.
2: We have, uh, so we haven't done any of the radio days. I have two people doing doing those mm-hmm. off off the track kind of. Um so we don't have any of the radio days, but we have two thousand nine through almost twelve. And then um well if the
1: show's eight years old and we have four years done then So I guess yeah aren't we halfway done?
2: I guess I say we
1: yes. as I'm working so hard on this project.
2: <laughs> it doesn't it feels just so Daunting. I mean, right now we're—I've almost—we're almost to assigning 2015. I
4: hope you weren't feeling discouraged because that—that seems like a lot of progress and yes. not a lot of time yes. to me.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Do you
0: ever wonder just... what your mm-hmm. future marriage and job could be like if you put that much effort into them? <laughs>
2: <laughs> not
1: worth it. Well, Jeremy's not worth <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so right now we've assigned up through. December 12th of 2014. So as soon as it gets current, that will be nice because then I can go through and just audit what's been done. Mm-hmm. Cause there's some days missing or a lot of misnumbered. They're misnumbered on the, um, yeah. Luke, mis- guest num- site. We knew that. Yeah. 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 Or Luke says the wrong thing. So I'm going to have to go through and do a lot of investigating and, and fixing after, we get current. Right. If there's anyone that just would like to archive the current episodes, contact me for that too.
1: Oh, right. To be sort of the the He's show clerk listening. at this point. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all right. And with that, we'll tell you how you can get involved with us. Find us at littleredbandwagon.com or on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon. We also make occasional appearances on the Stens page, which is not a page at all. It's actually a group. Sometimes I forget about that. Our Twitters, uh, Christy is kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. If you're interested in archiving, one of many ways to get at her is to tweet at her. Meredith underscore M-A-H-A-N is Meredith. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. I'm at RL Pape. Jeremy is at Dadstronaut and the show Twitter's LRB podcast. Shoot us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave your pro... Who was it? Right. Jimmy Buffett. Your pro Jimmy Buffett voicemails and texts at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Does anyone have any pod projects they need to plug? No. Nope. 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 <laughs> All right. Keep listening to this show then. I think that's reasonable. Uh, and with that, Christy, uh, do your thing.
2: Until next time, this is the next party.
0: I love you, Cake. <laughs>
2: I love cake too <laughs> me too
0: should you never wait for it
1: Tandy Heart's cake
0: <laughs> nailed it that might nailed. actually be a good reason for us to use that picture of funfetti cake for the show this week mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> now I want some funfetti cake Yep, that sounds good I'm hungry I'm gonna huff <laughs> some
3: Donk-a-donk-a-donk-a-donk dunk, 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 dunk. Billy dopp derp